0: on The Bears Show, sponsored by Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education, and celebrating 25 years of service. I am Aaron Warby, and I am here with my wife again this week, Tarina Warby.
1: Hello. How are you all out there?
0: She was so fun last week, I decided to bring her back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right. So. Can we do a repeat of week? Awesome? <laughs> I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. So, you know, I would rather be talking about a lot of different things okay? yeah okay i'd rather talk about risk management or good diversification i'd rather talk about um butterflies in the markets or leverage and leverage and, and derivatives mm-hmm. i'd rather talk about um you know even even uh, retiring well and what the new retirement numbers are but
1: or an iron condor what what do you want to something talk about like that yeah. that's
0: right no What we are going to, (laughs) we do have to approach this, right? What's on everybody's mind is, you know, what the debt ceiling is going to do to the markets.
1: Well, I don't know if it's on the average Joe's mind. Like, I don't think people are walking around going, what is the debt, what's going to happen to the debt ceiling? You know, I think, I think like, yeah. I I mean, I don't know if that's on everybody's mind, but these debt ceiling things, they really do impact those who work in the government. And so I think if you were like in DC, it would be a huge hot topic. If it was in New York city, I think it would be a huge hot topic in the financial world. But I think just like your average Joe,
0: Joe,
1: I think they don't really understand why this is such a hot topic in the news or if they do understand they're like well they'll figure it out because they're a bunch of bums in dc anyways (laughs) i mean that's what they're gonna say
0: well and so yeah actually let me restate all right this is probably what's on everybody's mind who's listening to this show
1: oh oh okay sorry out there
0: yeah since since uh anybody listening to this show is a little bit more uh financially savvy than the average (laughs) Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. Okay, That's good. what I'm counting on, y'all.
1: Those who are like, right? everything looks the same as 2008. <laughs> Everything's looking the same as 2000. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> like Well, like, yeah, and the reports, the it's actually looking 2011, worse. 2011, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. I think we yeah. should
0: get to that. The thing is, is that there are differences between now and 2008 and now and, two, you know, mm-hmm. in any time in history, and we probably ought to, ought to talk about that. Yeah. Because if the things that are happening today happened any time back then, It Mm -hmm. would be a totally different market. We'd we'd be seeing a 25% uh, downturn immediately. Yeah. Uh, As it is, um, you know, here we've got this. The market's just kind of like,
1: I'm just hanging out here. I'm just waiting. Well, in fact, today on the
0: 17th 17th of May, we actually saw the market go up 1%. Made zero Mm cents. All right. And that's usually a bull trap. All right. But um, what is this going to do to the markets? My guess nothing.
1: I don't think it really, really will. I mean, you said it makes zero sense, and I wanted to say it makes zero sense historically.
0: Well, it makes zero sense to, you know, to what's actually out there, right? Yeah. To to the fundamentals.
1: You're right. Yeah. Right.
0: Now, emotionally, it might make a little bit of sense, but not really, not much. All right. Mm-hmm. So, what happened today to make the markets go up by one percent? Was a deal reached in this debt ceiling? No. Absolutely not. No. All right. Was there any report that came out that was good news? No. Mm-mm. Was anything there that really said, hey, we should be going up? No. No. I mean, okay? it, was,
1: it was just brinkmanship.
0: Well, yeah. So we've got a lot of brinksmanship going on. And and here President Biden comes out and says, yeah, you know, I really think that we're, we're going to make this deal. Yeah. That's all he said. All right. now But McCarthy, he didn't say what would side, be
1: like in the deal or what's going to be a part of the deal right right
0: and mccarthy on the other side is saying oh, we still have some work we're, we're we're still far apart on issues
1: yeah and mm. so one's saying mm, it's going to take a little while the other one's like eventually we're going to get there because what they'll do is what they did to the people like the military not the military but their contractors and stuff they just uh-huh. stop paying them and they're like we'll, we'll catch up with you guys in two months or in a month and stuff and so yeah they'll just keep They'll just be stalling in federal.
0: It, yeah. So the thing is, is that pay. the markets move when people either buy or sell. Yeah. And People buy when they're greedy and they sell when they're, you know, when they're fearful. Mm-hmm. And that's that's when when that happens. Now, when we've got, when we've got what's called a bull trap. What we've got is some institutional players with a lot of money doing a lot of buying, forcing mm-hmm. the markets up. And they're doing some very specific bar, buying. Yeah, because in they order want to, to force the markets up.
1: Because then people are like, oh, it's going to go up. And so they start buying and then they start selling it too. Yes. They're like, so they're
0: selling go. it off thinking, all right, I'm going to push it up and get what I can out of the market and then let it, let it drop. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening most of the time with a bull trap, okay? Um, but, you know, if people sell when they get scared and that's when the market really mm-hmm. goes down, well, you know, l- let's look at the psychology of this, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, like you said, brinksmanship, Mm-hmm. and we're
1: so you have one guy who's like we're not coming to an agreement and we're really far apart and then you have one guy that's like we're yeah. gonna get there it's all gonna work out and so everyone's like oh it's same old same old
0: well yeah yeah and the Hill. thing is <laughs> the thing is is that they've been doing this brinksmanship and we're so used to it as an american people that it's kind of like the bombing of london right at first everybody ran and hid. yeah but after after months and months of it you, you would see people that thought they were immune. People that lived through it, they thought they were immune. And so, yeah, bombs would be dropping and they're walking around acting like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. They're in London back in, in World War II. All right. And here we are, and we've been through this debt ceiling thing so long mm-hmm. that people are, yeah, they're, they're really starting to think, all right, this is just political brinksmanship This is what we're always doing. Yep. Uh, It's been going on so long that we're ignoring it. It's just another night at the worldwide wrestling match. Everyone knows it's rigged. Tonight's entertainment face off between the clowns. We've got the clowns with the blue noses and the clowns with the red noses. And nobody's going to win in the end. It's just going to be the American people that end up eating it. Um, You know, we've we've seen this before. They are going to raise the debt ceiling because they really don't have much of a choice. Um, and
1: they're going to pork barrel it. I mean, let's just be well, honest. You know, they're going to be doing that kind yeah, of stuff. Okay, too so as well. that's that's so. what the
0: debt ceiling is all about. What can we cut out? And obviously, you know, each side wants to cut different things. Um, but then you know, they'll but add
1: in more things, and then raise they probably in, will, and then they'll raise it even more. Like I mean, <laughs> that's just ugh. well, yeah. You anyway. know, the thing is, is I,
0: I I apologize if this seems trite, and I don't like to sound like like I believe that political match uh, machinations don't have consequences because right. they it, it, it does. does all right. Um, however, I'm simply relating how the investing public seems to be looking at this because we have we've seen nothing while this has been going on and today, Really, you know, on the 17th where, where uh, you know, President Biden stood up and said, hey, yeah, yeah, I think we're going to make it. And, and that was the cause for the markets to go up when they never went down in positively. the first place. Yeah. That doesn't make that makes zero it sense. It can't be that. And,
1: yeah. I, you know, I have to agree with you there. It can't be that because these guys know what D.C. does, you know, yeah. this dark market. And, and if you think they don't know then you're wrong. Yeah. and so they're just like, "eh." We'll use it in the news media. It's just like we'll just use it because that's that's the only thing that's like makes sense to us, right? right. Or, or it calms the water, so everyone feels like everything's okay.
0: Right. So you know, if we do default, then it's likely to trigger what's called market capitulation. All right now, we've been waiting for market capitulation for a long time. Um, uh, you Warren know, most... Buffett has been. <laughs> well, I don't.
1: Well, he does get in and get out, but you know.
0: Who was that? Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Oh no, yeah. Warren Buffett. Yeah, he's he's sitting there on eighty-eight billion dollars, yeah. waiting for. But he's still trading.
1: He's still trading some things because they talk about it, or is that he, when they what, say it in the news? Are they like? Just...
0: Yeah. Okay. So what he's doing, and people um, people misread reports. Okay. But what Warren Buffett does, he's famous for it. Is he f- he decides where the bottom is going to be, where he's going to buy, where he thinks something is going to be a good deal, mm-hmm. and then he sells he sells puts. And, and, what, it, and when it takes him a puts.
1: long time to sell off. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: He'll sell a put and just say, yeah, for the next six months, I agree that if it ever reaches this price where I want to buy anyway, I'll, I'll go ahead it. and buy it from you. Right. And that's what a put is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so people will buy those puts thinking, all right, well, that that saves me from getting to rock bottom. So I'll go ahead and, and buy that insurance policy saying that somebody is going to buy it from me if it ever hits that price.
1: And and because maybe they have bought it yeah. at a lower price than that, but they're like, I want to capitalize on that. Or maybe right. I've lost 10% and I'm not willing to lose any more on that trade.
0: Now, Warren Buffett feels absolutely okay with this because that's the price he wants to buy it at anyway. Mm-hmm. So when he agrees to buy something, everybody looks at that... Um, you know, looks at, at the puts that he's sold and says, Oh, he's getting into this particular thing. No, he's not. He's still sitting on $88 billion of cash waiting for the price to get to where he wants, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah. And they're also
1: doing like, Oh, you know, like five years ago, he got into IBM at this price. You know, when they say that, when they're saying, so you should get into IBM right now. Well, that was that was five years ago and he's selling it to you now at the profit that he's made. You know, I mean I well, mean I don't know. That's just... Yeah,
0: the thing is is that they're getting some of this from his quarterly reports. Yeah. Right. And they're saying, Oh, oh, three months ago he bought this. It must be good. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the problem with that, okay? He bought it three months ago because three months ago it was a good price. But when he bought it, he represents a lot of buying action, and with a lot of buying action, that shoots the price up. Mm-hmm. He's not buying it anymore because it's no longer a good good price. He's going to wait for it to get back down to his price before he buys anymore. So if you you look at those reports or you see that in the news and say, oh, yeah, Occidental, man, I've got to go and buy that oil company. I'm going to I'm going to get lots of shares because Warren Buffett's in it. Therefore, it must be good. No, it's
1: good because it's now up. Yeah. And he's now happy that you're buying that share.
0: You make your money when you buy, not when you sell. That means you have to buy low so that you can sell high.
1: Or you need to sell high and buy back. Yes.
0: Warren Buffett, he knows where the low is. Right. Right. That's how he does what he does. Gosh,
1: I feel like we're kind of, we're not very positive in this episode today. And I I don't know what to do about that. I I mean, like, I think, I think like the market is kind of just hanging out there. And it's like, we don't really know which way to go. So we're just hanging out here until there is a capitulation.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And don't get me wrong. You know, the thing is, is that is that whether the market goes down or up, it's it's really good news for traders and investors that know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Like, right? And so here totally... on this episode, what I'm saying is, all right, if we do have a default, then it's likely, likely mm-hmm. to cause capitulation. All right. Now, we've mm-hmm. had several times over the last couple of months where we should have seen capitulation.
1: Oh, yeah, with the bank Yeah, the bank crashes. Oh, my yeah, gosh.
0: We, yeah, people don't understand. I, I don't think that people know this, but... With the bank crashes that we've already had, um, those crashes, even even the SVB was larger than Lehman Brothers.
1: I mean, and I was just waiting for it. Like when, when they came out, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like when Lehman Brothers or yeah. or um, in the 80s, they had, maybe it was the 90s where they had a couple of bank crises and things like that. And banks just went out of business.
0: 87. 87,
1: yeah. yeah and they just went out of business like overnight. And I was right. like, oh no, this is what's going to happen, you know. 30%, uh, and I, I was
0: 30 you know, uh, we in one in one week we we took what thirty percent down. Yeah, in 1987.
1: But here's the thing: is I also thought on the other side as well. The government's bailed out everybody before, so <laughs> I think they're going to bail them out. And I was like, no, they wouldn't do it because that's a lot of money. And yeah, and they found someone to buy the bank so right. and stabilize the market. Uh, well okay. I mean it kind of stable I mean yes the market went down but the, it's like it's sidewaysing, and you can see it yeah. I mean in the charts and so if you want to do range bound trading you could do that because it's very range bound right now it's, it's been very range bound. it's just hitting like pretty much the same
0: spots yeah. high low so high low as long high, as low. you're good with As long as you understand how to use stops really well, then yeah, if you know, just play the range bound stuff, yeah,
1: play the range bound until it capitulates and changes its direction. Am I going to go up or am I really going to go down? I mean, it's still kind of range bounding a little, I mean, it's still in Uh, the green depending on how far back you look at it, so so, yeah, so so there's, there's,
0: yeah, we're looking at two possible scenarios here, right? Either a deal is struck or it's not, right? If a deal is not struck. Then that puts the U.S. in a bad light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to flood, and and this is going to hit the bonds market first, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's going to flood the the bond market with a whole bunch of sellers, which is going to, well, cause the bond market some problems to go
1: down. But then that will hit, if, yeah, won't that, that affect the banks.
0: Fix, that always that always hits the stock market. Okay, right. Um, so, so then the stock market uh, gets hit and, and things get really bad. Yeah. All right. And so that's probably, it's probably a capitulation point if we actually hit the, the debt ceiling and go beyond and no, no deal is struck. Okay. All right. Um,
1: but they're going to strike a deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come yes. on, you know, they're going to do it. All they're right. like, we're so just going to raise it happens, another trillion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: then what you want is, is you want to be, um, you know, you, you could buy some put contracts right now if you really wanted, okay? <laughs> <laughs> or you could have some shorts in place. It, it's going to, when capitulation comes, it's likely going to fall. Um, now, what's going to stop it from falling is, you know, it, this doesn't sound right, but it's gonna be the short sellers, all right? Short sellers actually stabilize the market when it comes down to it. Because think about the position of the short seller, right? They're putting out their, their short, and they don't trust what's going to happen overnight. And so they're going to let it go and let it go while it's while it's dropping. But at night, they start buying again. And buying action stops the downtrend. Well, it they stops. buy
1: back to cover their yes, shorts. So cover. what they're doing is they're selling the stock. And they're saying, look, I think... They're
0: borrowing the stock, still selling, selling it, it off, off.
1: And they're saying, I think the market's going to drop. So I'm going yeah. to... I'm going to I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell this stock and I'm going to say I'm going to borrow it. Like I'm going to sell it and then if the market does what I want it to do, I'm going to buy back to cover. Even if it doesn't do what you want it to do, if it goes up, you're buying back to cover and you're buying back yeah. at a higher price, so you need to have a stop loss because if it goes the wrong direction, you're going to Get well yeah. you're not going to be in a happy place okay i <laughs> wanted to say something else but um you're not going to be in a happy place so so when the market drops if it does the direction you want you will buy back to cover at a lower price and that's kind of what i'm yeah, hearing so you say is it's, it's going to stabilize the, price, the market yeah right?
0: you've already sold it off at the high price and then you let it drop you remember you mm-hmm. borrowed the stock sold it off you sold it off at a high price Yeah, you let it drop and now you buy back and it costs you a fraction of of what you sold it for in order to buy it back. To cover you, the borrowed right. stocks. And then yeah. you, you return the borrowed stocks, stocks right? back.
1: Okay. And then you get a profit from that sell down. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because so you're the, buying the profit, it at a lower price than what you sold it at. Right.
0: So you sold it high, bought it low, and that's really the action. And that's the same as, it's subtraction. as buying low and selling high. <laughs> right. Yeah yeah uh, so
1: it's like taking the the chart and flipping it upside down yeah and 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 yeah
0: yeah now people that are just learning how to short from our conversation shouldn't short. please do not do this okay. it's very
1: dangerous
0: <laughs> you need to understand that stops work both ways and how to use them both ways and, uh, and if you
1: need a great example yeah. of this um look at um what was that? Uh, oh, it was the GameStop, GameStop right? yeah. Yeah, the GameStop, short the short squeeze. So what happened was is all these... Um all these investment companies were like, "Dude, GameStop like needs is way, to, too way too high. and needs to go to business, so we're going to short it." And then someone said GameStop, and everybody bought it, and it it full. You yeah, know, it went, went up higher instead of and lower. went higher. And so all these guys were losing money because they have to buy back to cover the borrowed stocks that they had sold, and yeah. so they were losing money because they were shooting it up. I mean, it it
0: yeah, was a little period. bit of
1: justice to the. I mean, there were people who, I mean.
0: Well, I guess it's okay. not justice. There, I guess there was, there was I felt absolutely that. no justice. There was just a whole bunch of stupidity in that whole movement. It doesn't really? matter which side you were on, it was it was stupidity. I guess you're right. And I okay? guess yeah. Because the people that were buying it to push it, to push the price up, up. Yeah. Um they were either part of or falling for um you know what the wolf of Wall Street went to prison for.
1: That's true. It's, it was wrong.
0: Yeah. And and so, you know, they were either part of the manipulation or they were getting manipulated. That's true. On the other side, the short sellers that saw it shoot up that far, you know, it looked like it was something that was primed to go down, but they should have stopped and said, wait, why did it go up this fast? There's got to be something behind it because GameStop hadn't made a profit since 2015. And so they should have stopped and thought there was no news about GameStop. What is going on? And checked it out first.
1: That's true. That's true. Well, And unfortunately, their stops were probably blown through.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, if the deal goes through. So that's why you say you
1: better know what you're doing if you're going to sell short because it's dangerous.
0: Yes. If the deal goes through, then it's likely to, at least in the short term, push the stock market higher just a little bit. All right. Now, since the market never really dropped because there was a debt ceiling, pushing it up isn't something that's going to last. It's probably going to hit the supply level. And then, right, you know, hit, hit it just like it has been and range bound down. Right? Okay. Okay. Sure. Right. Why so, not? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you play it like a range bound, you know, like yeah. a range bound stock.
1: You just say, okay, it's just been hitting these two, these two highs and lows. So I just, you know, I'm going to buy here and then i sell there right. and I'm going to sell. And then I'm going to buy back to cover it this time. So yeah. like, you're. Yeah.
0: And, and if you'd like to learn how to do this, we do. We've got some pre classes. OK, um, and that can, can just...
1: introduce you to the markets and introduce you to understanding of what's happening in the markets and stuff.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's free. It's either in person or you can, you know, or, or online. Mm-hmm. Easy to register for. You just go to our website, www.tradingacademy.com and go to the register button and and you'll get there. All right. Now, there's one more topic that I want to introduce today. All right. Um, hey, Aaron, and it has, what was
1: that number? I didn't remember it.
0: Well, it's it's not a number. Oh. It's a website. Okay. www.tradingacademy.com. Okay. Okay. The only time you would call is if you want to get to our, our three-day class. Oh, I'll okay. I'll talk about that in a few minutes, okay? Okay. Because that is a very important class uh, for those that really want to do well. The three-hour class, yeah, that's going to introduce you to the concepts, and it's going to show you the basics of how things happen. And- the three-day classes for those that know that they want to start trading or investing okay. um, on their own. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so we'll get to that because uh, it's a more important class. I want to give it some time.
1: Okay. Sorry.
0: All right. All right. So I want to talk about uh, you know the, some of the political machinations and how that's had an effect. Um, you know where we're where we are right now is we really should be way lower in the markets than we are if you're looking at the fundamentals.
1: Yeah, and if you're listening to like economists and, and traders, who, or anybody who, knows who are well what respected, doing. yeah, you know. Jeremy I mean, Grantham, Warren yeah.
0: Buffett, anybody that knows what they're doing is saying this is not this this is an unsustainable place from a fundamental standpoint. Yeah. Okay. So why is it still floating? Mm-hmm. All right. And and here's kind of I think the answer. The thing is, is over the last couple of months, good investors have been just increasingly unwilling to commit capital to new investments or they're inclined to begin exercising protective type strategies like really narrow stops or purchasing protective puts, things Mm -hmm. like that, all right? Um, And to be clear, professional traders and investors are absolutely fine with with downturns in the market. Yeah. That's fine with them. In fact, the downturns are important inflection points For their uh, investing strategy as the awake investor employs, um, you know, market timing strategies, allowing them to not participate in the losses of the market, but gain from redeploying the cash that they have on hand after the market wreckage. Do you want to
1: say that in English? (laughs) <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> how, Not how middle, would we? military speak I guess is that military speak I I'm don't
1: you're like redeploying and <laughs> well okay so, like, okay, so okay, when they it, but... yeah
0: if they have narrow stops that means that
1: that, they that have when it starts stops. going
0: down they are immediately out and now they're sitting on a pile of cash uh-huh. all right and they're fine with that because now they have cash and it's getting, everything's getting less expensive.
1: And so they're like, I'm just going to yeah. kind of watch it and, and see if I can get Right. It. And
0: much like Warren Buffett, they already know where the good companies are. Mm-hmm. They've been looking at the balance sheets. They have an understanding of which ones are probably going to survive. And so everybody getting scared and pushing the stock price down mm-hmm. is just helping them to find a place where they can buy at a really yeah. cheap price. Yeah. All right. This is like a, you know, Black Friday. When when a recession actually hits and capitulation comes. Mm-hmm. So they're waiting for the wreckage so that they can pick up three or four times more shares yeah. than they just sold off with their, you know, very narrow stop. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely fine with with this happening and, and they're actually waiting for capitulation, shocked that it hasn't actually come. All right. But recently there's been you know that that hard drop in the market just has not materialized. And the professionals are getting impatient, you know. So I talked to one of the professionals yesterday, and he expressed some frustration. He said, "I don't trust this market any longer than than the day that I'm trading in." Yeah, and that's kind of typical among traders right now. Um, you know, he's expected capitulation in the markets for months. He said, "What is going on?" You know, so and so that we're on the same page. Capitulation is when investors um, start talking about the idea that, Hey, things are so bad. I'm just selling everything. And so when a majority of people are that scared and they start selling everything, that's when you see the 2008 moments, the, you know, 2000, uh, what, uh, 22nd, I think September 22nd, 2008 is when we just decided we were going to jump out the window in the markets and everything's just,
1: I'm I'm, going to take your word on that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I I just remember it being a bad day. So that's about it in the markets and being all over the news.
0: Yeah. So, no, you know what? I was wrong. It was the 17th, 17th of September. Okay. Yeah. When everything just kind of jumped out the window. And I remember watching We're going to just thinking, say wow. September. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in every recession, there's been that point where the general public become aware of the depth of the financial problems that the market faces. And at that point, fear spreads, everybody starts selling, market capitulates and just starts heading down in earnest. Right. All right. Uh, so those that were trained in the markets, and particularly those people that are trained in the markets prior to the turn of the last century, like me, because I'm mm-hmm. an old guy, right? <laughs> we're looking at the reports and everything. We understand how to look at the reports. And this doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, what kind of, what what's it going to take to scare the general public into waking up to the financial threats that's out there? Um, you know, we've got, we've had more bank collapse, uh, collapses. At, from the beginning of this year, just in the last couple mm-hmm. of months, then all of 2008, 2009 combined. Oh my gosh. That should have scared people.
1: It really should have.
0: Yeah. Um, retail reports are awful. Yeah. Meaning that people aren't buying it, stuff anymore. That's, yeah. that's really bad when it comes down to it, all right? Um, inflation is rampant and killing companies at a rapid, rapid uh, pace. In fact, the Chapter 11 bankruptcy filings are up 79% from just last year. Mm -hmm. 179% higher. Mm. Think about that.
1: All
0: right. Housing starts are down by 26.4% annually. That's a massive section of the market, the real real estate market, you know, down Mm -hmm. 26.4% should scare people. Yeah. It doesn't. You know, report after report is bad news. So here's the thing. I personally believe that there is only fear in the general public when people actually know to be scared. (laughs) I mean, really, you know, because if they don't understand how to read the reports and the average person out there, and you're right, you know, now we've got a lot of average people playing with their own money in the markets, but they have no idea what they're doing. And until they actually understand how bad things are, they don't get scared. And so why sell?
1: Yeah. So they're just stabilizing the market. Like everyone said, oh, it'll be the it'll be the average investor that will just crash the market. And they're like, yeah. I'm not really scared. Yeah, so, who cares, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's it or if it's something else. I mean, well, you know, yeah, the other so- bad news, only one in five people think it's a good idea to buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> I read that today and I was like, yes. oh, yes. right now. So
0: Yeah, so, you know, this is, this is moderating the stock prices, but also moderating it are these political figures and financial figures. All right, now in the mid-1970s, Jimmy Carter brought on Alfred Kahn, a noted um, economist from Cornell University. He brought him onto his staff. Alfred was one of those people that just believed you've got to say it like it is. Yeah. Okay. And um, he wanted to be direct and transparent. Yeah. And he tried that for a few months. And finally, I guess Jimmy Carter got a hold, I don't know, he, he caused, it, the, the markets were reacting poorly every time he stood in front of the <laughs> camera, you know, and actually said it the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so the politicians got a hold of him and said, you cannot be saying these kind of things. You're scaring everybody. And so he started using just weird words, trying to describe the, the economy, right? Oh, we've got a banana, uh, banana market right now, which, you know, if you knew what a banana looks like, it meant it went, it goes down and then it's going to come back up. <laughs> 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 so this is bad news, but he's, he's using that. Sometimes he would say, oh, Kwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkwamkw You know, I I don't even know what a Qumqat is. It's like these little
1: things.
0: (laughs) But that's the kind of market we're in. It it was just nonsensical stuff. But the market stopped moving because people would hear what he was saying and say, I don't understand what you're saying. So I guess everything's okay. And
1: so do you feel that's what's happening right now? I also think like you also have um, corporations who are investment brokerage houses that are like, I don't want the market to go down crazily fast because we have all these private investors like these people who are investing yeah. on their own and so like we need to stage it go down so people yeah. won't panic well, and be like I'm never investing again or throwing up their hands and stuff. I think they want to slowly bring it down. Right. I mean, well, well
0: and so what you've got right now is you've got a whole bunch of these investment firms and the mm-hmm. ones that are sticking in there you've got them in two varieties, all right? You've got the 401k's and and mutual fund types that are saying, "All right. Uh, come what may, it doesn't matter. We're not pulling out because that's what mutual funds and 401ks do. Right. You know, just ride whatever waves out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, doesn't make any sense, but that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're not taking the market down. You've got the Warren Buffett types who get in only when there's a good deal, but they're, they've are they been out since 2000, you know, uh, what, the beginning of 2022. They've Does been the... sitting on cash and just slowly taking their money out, saying, okay. oh, "All right, I'm I'm getting out of here." And so, yeah, because they want to the get Warren their the good
1: deal. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: you've got the Warren Buffets and the large, uh, the large traders that are trading for the wealthy people have already pulled their money, right? Okay. And then you've got the day trader institutions. They are absolutely fine with it, whatever the retail people are willing to swallow and, and do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to be range bound? Yeah, I'll. I'll uh, range buy it from you when day. it's low and sell it to you for, when it's high. Okay. And, and they'll keep range bounding all day because the people that don't know how to trade or invest don't know what they're doing anyway. And it keeps working. So why change? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I think that those are the people that are still in. And yeah, it's kind of stabilizing the market a little bit. But it really is going to be the average trader that finally decides, all right, we're done with this. It's going down. If we ever see capitulation, but right now, all of those people that know nothing are being soothed with by the, the politicians
1: in the banana.
0: Right, and so we no longer use words like "we're going to have a recession." Now, Colin Powell. Uh, not, not Colin, Colin Powell, Powell. I'm sorry, <laughs> Jerome Powell. I
1: did that last week. Yeah, did. <laughs> it's your week. This time, Jerome Powell.
0: Jerome Powell stands up in front of everybody instead of saying, "Yes, I expect that we're going to hit a minor recession." He says, "Yeah, I think we're going to have a soft landing." <laughs> now, if you think about it, code. <laughs> if you're going to soft land something, recession. it's coming from a height down, which is what he expected. That is the definition of a recession. And then he says it could turn into a hard landing. (gasps) All right. Now, hard landing is big recession. But because nobody understands what soft landing and hard landing means. They're like, okay. They're like, okay. Well, I guess he's taking care of it.
1: Yeah. It's not going (laughs) to be that bad. They didn't say depression. So, you know. They they
0: didn't say depression or recession. I guess we're okay. We're
1: okay. You know, and so. Yeah.
0: So anyway, you know, I think that it's this mealy mouth, maybe stuff. That but in the a way,
1: it's a good thing because, it, I don't know, maybe because then maybe we can somehow make a controlled, uh,
0: yeah, you know, just a, a controlled descent. A controlled down is just as damaging to people as, as it going down all at once. It may not be as scary, but it's just as damaging. You know, a, a 25% drop is a 25% drop. And it doesn't matter how long it takes to get down. It's a 25% drop. Okay. Um, but the longer it takes to get down, the longer it's going to take to climb back up.
1: But it could cause people to be a little bit more conservative in their spending, which will affect businesses maybe. and yeah, such. But It's going to have
0: the exact same effect on business. It's just going to take longer to get there.
1: But maybe when it gets down, then people will be able to buy, <laughs> buy to go back up you know well, i don't know I yeah, mean, I i'm just so. kind of i yeah i hope you know. so
0: because people are going to have a long ways to to catch up all right the average uh, 401k as of last year uh the average 401k uh for people at 65 years old was only two hundred and seventy nine thousand hmm. dollars, or 69 something like that all mm-hmm. right um that's at 65 that's not retirement so they're counting on social security <clears throat> they're counting on Social security. We should talk about that sometime. All right. Anyway. I don't
1: know. I think you depressed me enough today. So I'm like checking out. <laughs> well, like, well, I'm so, just kidding. Yeah. But the thing is, the whole point is, is that like, don't be fooled by the soothing. Right. You know, get educated, get ready.
0: Yeah, well, and be and like Warren Buffett. Get yeah. ready for the deals that are, that are coming. Yeah. You know, if Warren Buffett is getting ready. Hey. Maybe he, you should do. Yeah. He He's done, he's done it right you thus should. far. Yeah. And he's been through this a lot of times. Yeah. The only way that he could possibly be wrong is if this is an absolute new economy, but you know what? A new economy <laughs> has been declared right before every depression out there or a recession. Oh, uh, there's just not a new economy. <laughs> dollars are dollars are dollars are dollars. That's true. If you spend more than you make bad things happen. That's true. And we've been spending a lot more than we've made both a corporate, you know, as a corporation, corporate America, but also as a government and as a people. So that doesn't, That doesn't bode well. Right. (laughs) And Warren Buffett knows it. And that's the thing. So the thing to do is not to be scared. It's to get prepared. All right. And if you don't feel prepared, come into one of our classes. It's free. All right. It's online, in person, www.tradingacademy.com. Now, if you really want to learn how to do well, if you want to learn uh, some of the the put options and things like that, okay, then we have a class that prepares you to learn all of that stuff. And it gives you some in-depth details about about futures forex uh, options things like that and the stock market okay because everybody
1: thinks you know like oh the stock market's this huge market but it's not it's it it is a big market but you have smaller than the futures market. it's smaller than the futures market it's smaller smaller than than the forex market the foreign exchange market yeah and so like if we can see if you can just see like Maybe maybe that's not the the yeah. way that you want to go. Maybe you want to learn how to how to minimize risk in trading and futures and in yeah. the foreign exchange. Right. I mean, it is. It, it, oh, I just lost the word no, yeah, I was going to no, say. So, but I so mean, so whether you're it is leveraged, but you have to understand the rules. Well, some of them are leverage, and some of them are mart- derivatives. Derivatives, right? okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so whether you're looking to increase your income by using the markets, right? Mm-hmm. So the de- the trading type stuff. Yeah. Um, or you're looking to preserve what you've got, yeah. stop losing and start gaining wealth, even during downturns, mm-hmm. then this three-day class might be for you. Yeah. Okay, so if you're in the Phoenix area, you can come to an, a live in-person three-day class. Mm-hmm. All right, um, typically $299. But if you call in, then you get it for just $99. All right, so just call and say, hey, I want the, the three-day class. Uh, the number to get into that class 8448 Trader that's eight four four eight eight seven twenty three thirty-seven. 2337 hope you've enjoyed the podcast today um, hope you follow us and we'll see you again